Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty So glad that you've joined us for the conversation today. Edwin, what are we reading? I'm in Acts chapter 5, beginning at verse 17. I am reading from the English Standard Version. But the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Andrew, I have to tell you, I know I have a weird sense of humor. Yeah. But to me, this is one of the most humorous, funny passages in all of Scripture. It, it even rivals Elijah on, with the prophets of Baal and the things that he says to them. And here's why. I know something about the Sadducees. Mm-hmm. They Which, don't believe in angels. <laughs> no, they don't. Acts chapter 23, verse 8 tells us that. They don't believe in the resurrection and they don't believe in angels. They don't believe in angels. They, they throw the apostles in prison. And what happens with the apostles? An angel, Mm -hmm. in whom the Sadducees do not believe, Mm -hmm. allows the apostles to escape, springs them, sets up a jailbreak for them, and they get out and they go to the temple. And it's as if to say, yes, Sadducees, there are angels. (laughs) I know know you're linking uh, in the show notes to the the daily blog that goes along with the reading, too. (laughs) One of my favorite titles that I've seen. I, I, I love it. And I'm a title guy. I am. That's great. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, Sadducees, there are angels. They're yeah, really you're absolutely right. Yeah. And and the fact that you don't believe in them doesn't change the fact that, that they are there. Yeah, that they're true. And I just want to say, I, I don't know who all is listening in on, on our talk today, but I want to say the fact that you don't believe in God doesn't mean he's not there. Uh, that's right. One of the things that fascinates me the most about this story, though, once I get past just how funny it is that it's like God sticking it to him. Is that actual irony there? That's I think that might actually that, that one be is ironic. ironic, don't you think? Uh-huh. But the the really interesting thing here is we I didn't you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to keep reading. Let's, let's get into the how that Sadducees react to this. <laughs> when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, we found the prison, one, securely locked, and two, the guards standing at the doors. But three, when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest questioned them, saying, how on earth did you get out of that prison cell? Uh, wait a second. That's <laughs> that's not even what it says in the New King James Version. <laughs> That's not what he says. He says, saying, we strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. It blows my mind. They say, look, the door was locked. Right. The guards were still there. We opened it up. Nobody was inside. 
I want to know, how did you get out? But the priests and the Sadducees, they didn't care about that. They just, hey, we disagree with you. We don't like what you're teaching. Why are you still teaching that? They completely ignored this fantastic, amazing, miraculous thing that has clearly just happened. How come it does not prompt them to ask, how, how did you do this? How do, you want to know what it makes me think of? What's that? There's another fella who was put inside a tomb. The door was sealed. Guards were on the outside. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there when they went to go find him. Mm-hmm. And there are a whole host of people today that are not asking, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. They're just deciding they don't like what he says. And they're attacking and arguing with what he said and what he taught and why they don't have to believe in him. And it's just like these guys. Yeah. You know, here I think we can all recognize how silly it is that they, I mean, even if you don't want to believe the Bible, at least in the story, you can look at it and say, well, this is silly that these guys don't even ask, how did you get out of the cell? Right, right. How can we not realize that it's silly for you to, to just dismiss without asking, how come that tomb was empty? They know it's the same guys. They they want to charge them with, we told you not to preach this anymore. You're trying to fill the whole town in this doctrine. They know it's the same people, but you're, you're right. There's, a, there's kind of an elephant in the room here. And to the credit of the apostles, here is this angel jailbreak. And what do they do? Well, they go right back to the temple and they continue teaching and preaching. Interestingly enough, it says that when the guards do come, they did not take them by force. They're afraid of the multitude. They're afraid that there's going to be a riot. They're afraid, you know, that there's going to be uh, trouble. And I'm trying to sort of picture that in my mind. You know, the 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 servants of the high priest come and uh, could you could you guys come with us, could, please? Could, could you, you please come with us? Just could we have a minute? You know. <laughs> well, this is also reminiscent of Jesus because didn't that happen over and over again? They wanted to arrest Jesus. They wanted to do, but they were afraid of the people. who still, And that's why they had to wait until they finally got that moment when they were somehow able to get the people on their side to shout, mm-hmm. crucify him, crucify him. But the people are pleased. And what we see, though, is that the people are fickle. Yeah. You know, mob. And, and in fact, we probably should even recognize that here because we know how that turned out with Jesus. The people were in his favor. The the folks who wanted to arrest him could not because of that. But we know that in the end, the people actually ended up on the side of the priests and the Pharisees and shouted, crucify him, crucify him. Probably even here, we should be picking up on that. Yes, the people are on the side of the apostles, but we know the people are fickle. We we know that's going to change. And and we will see that happening actually in just a couple of chapters where right. the, the the mind of the people turn against. We're going to be introduced to a fellow named Saul and the persecution and all of that. But staying back here, I can't help but go back to the last chapter. You know, Andrew, I'm not one of those people who gets to decide where to translate and where the chapter uh, breaks are. This is why we get emails. <laughs> but... This is why we get letters. You know, the other day you talked about putting the chapter break in a different place. Here's another thing. Okay, chapter break where it is. I actually agreed with you. It should have been back a few verses to keep the story together. But back in chapter four, what we read last week, the uh, uh, Peter and John were arrested. Yeah, they released, and if you remember, they went to their friends, and their friends were the kind of people who prayed. And what did they pray? Give us boldness. Yeah, give us boldness and strength and courage to preach while you are accompanying with signs. And so you bring up a moment ago that, hey, they've been in jail, but as soon as they're released, what do they do? They go back to teaching. 
That's because God is granting the request they asked. They asked for boldness. They asked for signs to accompany. And here's this amazing sign. They've just been uh, broken out from jail. I don't even know what the verb is for that. They've been jailbreaked. They've they've been set free. Delivered. Del- there you go. That's the one. <laughs> You would never know. I do make a living with my mouth. Rescued. But uh, <laughs> through speech. Anyway. Saved. <laughs> this is why we get emails. <laughs> yeah, this is. They were delivered. They were saved. It increased their boldness. Yeah. It increased their ability to go out and do this. Because here's what they knew. Okay, if they arrest us again, We've just demonstrated there's not much you can do to us. We've got the Lord and his angels on our side. It had to be a very affirming time for the apostles in this ministry. Um, Even in this uh, fifth chapter, we've seen incredible signs. I mean, we think about the signs, we always think about good things and healings, but it was a sign that Ananias and Sapphira died in the way they did. Uh, Uh, Demonstration of power. It talks about how the Christians, in verse 11 of this chapter, Fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Verse 12, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So it it is demonstrations of power. God is with them. Great ministry. And the church is growing. And the church is growing. Well, many Uh, signs and wonders. This week, we actually, on our podcast, didn't read, but verses 12 through 16, now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem, and more than ever believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. And so what all these people are hearing, they're coming from all around. They're hearing the gospel being preached. This is all happening in the name of Jesus Christ, just as the previous miracles that we read in Acts chapter 3 and and discussed in Acts chapter 4. And so you've got the powers that be. And the people at place of the high priest and the Sadducees, they're pushing back. They want this to stop. They want this to stop because because of guilt. You keep saying that he was crucified. You keep saying that he was crucified. Who crucified him? Guilt, but also jealousy. Mm. It actually very specifically says that they arrested them because of jealousy. And isn't that also reminiscent of Jesus? Even Pilate was able to tell. I know why they've arrested this guy, because they are jealous. The people are hearing. The people are listening. The people are following him. They've just arrested him because because they're jealous. Here again, they're jealous of the apostles, the influence they're starting to have. The people are listening to the apostles instead of to the priests, and they're jealous. So they arrest him, and then they bring up, you're bringing his blood on us, which, as we've said before, On the day of the crucifixion, what did they cry out? His blood be upon us and on our children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we said that. I know we said that a couple weeks ago, but we didn't really mean that. We wish you would stop saying it out loud and reminding us (laughs) of it. And so we're going to put a stop to this. We're going to put you in jail. But yes, Sadducees, there are angels. And yes, there is a God. And I think it's time that we pray to him. 
our great God and Father. We're grateful that we've been able to open up your word and read about the amazing works that were done through the apostles. God, how you delivered them in ways that were uh, mysterious to the powers that would be. And Father, help us not to make the same mistakes. Help us not to make the same mistakes of deciding in our mind what is and is not possible, what is or is not true. But surrender, Father, to your truth revealed in your word and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know, Father, that there are angels and spiritual beings, uh, resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that you might be with us this day to bring glory to your name, to live for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.